0: Brennan, we are back for another Fat Chats. What is going on, dude?
1: Well, it's Tato, all good, men? Another week closer to big fat man in the red suit. Oh, no, you
0: sold that suit, didn't you? I did, Sorry. yeah. Sure. Sad, yeah. Times, sad <laughs> times. I slimmed down too much and it's just oh, it's no use anymore. No longer jolly. All grump, all grump. It's all the stare these days. It's what happens when you're on a calorie deficit, you know, it's just, you're just grumpy all the time. Jokes, jokes. That's, 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 that's not true, everyone. I, I've, I spent
1: the bones of 30 years without being in a calorie deficit, and I was grumpy all of that time, so that's not true.
0: Well, it's, either way, uh, moving on, moving on nicely from you know, this awful joke that people are just, we've lost listeners straight away there, they're just gone, gone in the wind. But um, how's the week been?
1: Pretty good. I think we're getting to that point of same of every week and absolutely fed up now of we're on the eve of a great release back into the world. Oh hairdressers God. opening, gyms open, shops, some certain shops back open, uh, restaurants, but not the pub, so I don't really give a shit.
0: I'm going to be honest, I'm looking forward to sneaking off to the hairdressers now tomorrow on my lunch break. Getting out, no Baz badly yeah. needed. I have a big old Jedward quiff going on here now. It's, it's disgracefully long. I didn't so, uh, mention it. It yeah. needs to be said. See, what happened was just before the, the last lockdown, I was like, I was only three weeks after my haircut, and I was saying, I usually go four or five, so I was like, it'll be fine. It still felt very short. And Then within a week of lockdown, I was like, oh, it would appear it was badly needed, a haircut, and uh, yeah, I regretted the decision completely. Yeah. So, I did the I think the with Jordan, you know the first
1: round of everything yeah. I um I let everything go I didn't shave or or cut my hair for I think about three months and then I did my own and I was quite impressed with my own handiwork I thought fuck it like I I'm all right here I'm doing okay but then when it opened up the last time. Uh, when there was the rumours that it was closing again on whatever day it was, the Wednesday. I did go on the Monday, just on the off chance. But sure, how long ago was that now? I don't even know when it was.
0: Nearly okay. six weeks. There is, there is that
1: Jesus? I think so. Time flies and we're having fun. I
0: know. I feel like this year is going to be the year of the moustache where we're going to see a significant increase of people with moustaches, not just because of November, but I feel like there's a lot of brave people who never would have actually been brave enough to try a moustache, have tried it in lockdown, and I've seen a lot stick around. In the general, public, oh, yeah. mustaches are, are definitely—they're doing the own. I,
1: I, I'm a big, I'm a big mustache fan. Uh, but I, but I, tr- I'm, I'm um, what's the word? I have a strong mustache. Let's put it that way. But so strong that it's a lot stronger than any of the rest of the facial hair. So even when I don't shave, I get like immediate dash. And and it's not it's not good
0: how's that considered a strong mustache though? i feel like knackertash is like does it go from knackertash to tom sellick or does it just stay knackertash oh
1: no no what i mean is it would but in, in in the time where i barely grow a five o'clock shadow on the rest of my face i have like full-on knackertash so it's okay. always a step ahead
0: See, and then think, I never think have. you don't have my awful condition of half tash where for some reason whilst growing facial hair the left side of my tash will grow far quicker than the right. So it just looks like I have half a moustache. And even then, when it's fully grown, there's still a little gap in the middle. So it oh, just looks stupid.
1: I don't have any balance issues, but I do have that little gap in the middle. I call it the reverse Hitler.
0: Oh, wow. That, I mean, that just kicks us off greatly for this week, honestly. What, what a name.
1: Well, very descriptive. I mean, there's no there's nobody out there wondering what that
0: would look like. It's, it's very clear. Can, can we change it to a reverse Charlie Chaplin, just to be, just to be a little? Oh, open. his was his
1: was thicker, his was wider. Oh, all right, well, Charlie's had more girth.
0: I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I stand corrected. Yeah, man, honestly, I'm buzzing just for this whole thing to end. Do you know I was a bit gutted though. So, I ordered resistance bands like a month ago, and I was like, oh, like I was like, oh, I'm just gonna do some home training. I'm gonna get it done. Now I've I've won yeah. some resistance bands, but like they're not great. So I ordered like a proper set that could apparently so they said in the description do up to like 40 kilos worth of resistance absolutely oh. nice but um they showed up today after two failed deliveries uh don't worry i missing and the gyms are open tomorrow we're don't worry. Going back You're... in the gym tomorrow
1: you, you you'll need them again in january when they're closed again
0: that's the thoughts do they think they'll probably go that way depressingly enough I'd reckon. i think
1: there's absolutely no doubt about it in my entirely non-professional, non-experienced view, I think it's like you know, as much as everyone likes to blame the government and de blah, blah, essentially it is their fault, but not because of the virus and all that crack We've just gone through another cycle where they haven't, still haven't invested correctly in track and trace, which is what other countries have done. That they can kind of, I think we were talking about this before, that they can, that they don't essentially go from level one to level five, where going back to whatever it is tomorrow, level three, Yeah, that's, that's purely because it's a stopgap for Christmas and they're, like a boost for the economy. If it was the same time frame, I think, in the middle of the summer, we'd be going yo-yoing again from one extreme to the other. But
0: that's very true. That's I know. Very true. I'm looking forward to a nice Christmas break anyway, I'm sure, feck it. We'll, we'll keep it positive, get to see some people, get out of the house, might even get to have a few drinks. Jeez, exactly. Life-changing
1: get out and abuse the policies in restaurants and sit down for an hour and have a few drinks with your friends and family, all that kind of crack.
0: That's it. Now we've gotten some feedback from listeners in the past week. And of course we appreciate all feedback from listeners. So uh, might as well run through it now nice and early before I forget. Um, we're not men of our word. Apparently Brendan it has to be said. Go on. Have, have we tried those foods we said we'd try? I, 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 will, I have no idea what you're talking about. Remember, I was going to try eggs and porridge. You were going to try peanut butter and eggs. Whatever other food stuffs from that week. Oh, it was two episodes ago. There, thereabouts. Well, I had several people point out that we never, never referred to it again. We just <laughs> left it in the ether. So uh, needless to say, this week, we're going to commit to uh, at least one of us trying one of those foods. Uh, it's probably, probably going to be me because uh, I'm looking at Brendan's face here now and he, he looks quite fed up. Butter. oh i
1: just i i entire i totally forgot about it i mean i've had peanut butter and eggs in close proximity uh but not together
0: got to do it in the old sambo or toast or whatever you have Are you no i just mix it no i just mix it in the bowl would you actually
1: people people see people that uh, well have seen my food will know that i'm a huge proponent of it looks like dog shit but it tastes absolutely delicious like last week, you know, I don't particularly need to put stuff in a, in a wrap or a roll or a sandwich, but just last week, for example, I needed, I think what was it was an after this, I can't remember, just something fast. And I, I knew what I wanted. I wanted black pudding, eggs, turkey, mushrooms, peppers, that kind of stuff. Nice. But instead of having it in any kind of, I don't know, what would look like food, I just fried all the, like fried the pudding, fried the turkey. Added the veg and then cracked the eggs in and scrambled them with the mix, so it came out like a kind of a black brown sludgy looking delicious food fest. And it was genuinely,
0: it, it did look horrendous, but it tasted absolutely unreal. See, th- there's a time and a place for that. I-, I like to call that a hodgepodge, and uh it is just where you kind of just, even though all those foods align to one meal, but just where it doesn't have the like the binding component there, you're just like, yeah. Fuck them all together Throw them in the bowl Happy days We'll take it I do that yeah, On the regular But Having said that I'm a big fan Of like a good vessel Like a bagel A wrap Sandwich Do you know what I mean A good Oh I'm a bagel uh, Bagel man
1: Bagel big tins kind of bagel. Or
0: regular bagels
1: Poppy seed bagel tins Not because they're tins And they do have less calories Not by a whole lot But just because I like That extra bit of crunch You get from them And I like the poppy seeds
0: They taste well Not gonna lie
1: they do. Uh but yeah, I would generally be saying that a uh, sourdough as well. Any any kind of sourdough I'm straight in.
0: See, do you know what it is with sourdough? I'm right, like do you know if you're getting um what's it called? What's that? Eggs Benedict type job, you know, you have the sourdough on the bottom, maybe a bit of guac or smashed avocado, poached eggs. I'm all for that. Quite tasty. But like sourdough as a whole, toasted, it can be a bit crusty with not enough like, you know, soft bread. It's it's not it's not not a huge, huge, I suppose, winner for me. I'm not going to lie, I'm not that keen on it. That's
1: the whole point. The it. thats the—that's the bread you want when you want really crunchy toast. Don't no, but, don't eat that if you want bready toast. Bread. See,
0: all it, it, I think it's down to the restaurant really, and I'm just going to say there's a few breakfast spots in Cork that toast it perfectly, and that's like proper delicious. And then there's a few places that just incinerate it, and I'm just not a fan of burnt toast. I'm going to say this now. People who burn their toast or people who put the level of toastiness up to the maximum, they're they're just not good in my book. Well, I didn't
1: just send it back and say, I don't like this burnt toast. Can I have less burnt toast,
0: please? I mean, I, I am someone who sends food back every now and then, but I also, I don't like to be, you know, a bit of a knob. Like, usually I'll just eat the food and just be like, complain about it silently in the car after. Um, I hate you know. people like you. It's, it's, I see. It, all right.
1: Are you, are, so you're one of those people where you, you're like, whoever you go out with, You'd be like, "Oh, the toast is burnt. Fucking toast is ruining everything. It's burnt." And then when they come over and say, is everything okay, you're like, "Yes, fine, thank you. It's lovely, great."
0: No, it just depends. It depends on the food and the level of ha- it, it, uh, level of effect it has on my meal. Like, say the toast in the in the poached eggs, whatever it is, that thing that I can't remember the name of, eggs Benedict. That thing. Yeah, brain's not working today. Not working at all. But anyway, eggs Benedict. I'm like, if the toast isn't up to up to scratch, I'll usually get over it. I'm not that picky. But then say, if you order a steak and you get it, say, medium, and then they, they bring out this incinerated, manky, fully cooked steak, I'm sending that back. You know what I mean? Because like my steak's going to cost me 25 quid. The toast meal, what is it, seven quid? I'll, I'll get over it being moderately average. You know what I mean? It's all about how much you're spending, how much is, you know, if it's your dinner, if it's your lunch or your breakfast. They all come into play here. Yeah, no,
1: I'm very much... Um if I've ordered it, it's because I wanted it the way I imagine it in my head. So if it comes out any other way, it's come back. And I'm not in a dicky way. I mean, I don't... Even with steak to a point, I like eating rare, medium-rare steak, but very rarely order it in Ireland because... Well, actually, I won't say in Ireland. It depends on what restaurant I go to, to as to how I order it because the majority of them will get it wrong
0: in what sense overcook it or you can hardly undercook that can you
1: both no both uh so i generally stick with medium rare in those places because when you ask for medium rare you 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 most sometimes just by pure fault you you you, pure default you will get medium rare but it it will go anywhere from the extremes of rare to medium which are both okay in my book i think over medium get out go home and have a rustler burger um but yeah it's now there is some place like, oh, I'll just order rare straight off the bat because I know it's good. But I, I'd be very picky. But that kind of stuff, yeah, I'd send back. But the toast, like that, I don't agree with using Eggs Benedict toast or toast and Eggs Benedict anyway, or sourdough. But oh.
0: So what do you use?
1: Well, it's muffins. Eggs Benedict is a muffin.
0: Oh, breakfast muffins are delicious. Not going to lie. I'm big fan. Muffin,
1: bacon, poached egg, hollandaise. That's Eggs Benedict. Anything else isn't the
0: That's fair. I I just like poached eggs on bread. It Doesn't really tend to matter. But as well, I don't like that hollandaise sauce all that much. So I usually get it on the side and just dip in because I li- I like a taste, but I'm not a, I'm not a huge fan. You know, it's, it's I would
1: okay. yeah most places I go, I'd ask for a sauce unless it's unless it's something particularly saucy, so to speak, like a curry. But obviously, that's going to be just in the sauce. I would ask for a sauce on the side. That's fair. I hate I hate going places and or you know that the horrible feeling of you forget to say a sauce on the side and it comes out and it's swimming. In it.
0: No, I don't like that. How do you feel about stuff mixing on a plate? You know, there's some people get really bad about that. What do you mean, like food touching each other? Yeah, like you know, like say I don't know, like prime example, say you have a nice roast and say you have some people and they like they don't like the gravy touching anything other than the meat. And, you know, you have these pickling people. Like, I, I just pour the gravy all over. Then you have people who'd be like, oh, the, it, you know, the peas are touching the spuds and this is touching that. And it's like, no. i no, I've
1: seen, And I've seen people, I actually know adults that have those plates with the, like, recessed areas for the food. Uh, okay, I get it. It's obviously like some kind of a mental condition. But in terms of mixing, uh, I, I don't care. I'll generally, if I go out somewhere, say, and I order something, I'll generally taste each thing on its own. And then everything together, and then combinations of things. That's fair. And in general, if you go to, especially if you go to a decent restaurant that has decent chefs, it's put together for a reason. Like it's, 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 there's, there's, I hate going places where there's stuff on the plate for show. If it's on the plate, it should add to the dish, to the flavor, to whatever.
0: So it should be eaten together. So you're a trained chef, that's the difference. So you can tell me this. You, 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 you have the inside information here. How bad would you get when you worked in a kitchen and someone would send back food? Like, would you be spitting in the food type levels of angry? Or are you just like, okay, I've, I've effed up here. And no, I
1: couldn't. I would never spit in food.
0: And if I caught someone doing it, I'd break their neck. It's my biggest worry when I send food back that they're going to give me... No, a... the
1: worst thing that's going... Like, if food is genuinely sent back no like no or the salt is going to give a shit if it's sent back for a genuine reason no and i don't mean like just the food for, for something whatever it is there's too much i don't know there's too much salt on it it's not cooked right they ordered something slightly different they asked for sauce on the side and they came out with sauce, something like that something genuine honestly no one's going to blink an eyelid it's just it's the people that send food back who just create these ideas in their head or who decide that like they don't like it that way particularly. And even then, there's a bit of leeway. But the worst thing that's going to happen in any decent places, you're, you're just going to wait. You know, you're going to, you're, like, it's there's no, if you send, if you, I suppose, depending on size of tables and where you are, you send back food somewhere and it's a genuine reason, it, it, the, 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 the people, the chefs in the kitchen are going to want to fix it. And you're not, you're not going to be hanging around, basically, because everyone else at your table is eating. And there's nothing worse than you're sitting there looking at everyone. And basically, it's going, to, it's going to be rectified pretty quickly. But if you're one of those people who will send food back for some stupid reason, there's going to be just, no one's going to give a shit about it. But no, there wouldn't be, like, nobody do anything to it. It's just, all care will be completely gone out the window. Well, we'll
0: take that.
1: You get pe- you get people you get oh I'm sure people know themselves at the same place all the time, but that's why I that's why I say about sending back food, if it's a genuine reason. Most most chefs would be appreciative of the fact it's sent back. Sometimes you know or even like mistakes happen in some kitchens, like you get something wrong or something is missing off it. You'd nearly be more embarrassed because you forgot it or it went wrong than with anything else. But it's just I suppose you always get the Karen's in life.
0: See, people, chefs aren't that bad. No need to fear them, at least from Brendan's perspective. I remember once we were in. Oh, uh, I don't know what I say, that. Go on. on. Now you go first. Go on. No,
1: oh, I say, I don't know I said, not fear them, but it's not when it comes to the food anyway.
0: Yeah, just, just not in terms of the food. I was going to say, I remember one time uh, we were in some restaurant in like Mallorca now, and I think restaurants there aren't. I mean, I feel like they're not the same quality in the holiday resorts as they are in like a nice restaurant in Ireland, if a month. No. But oh, not by a long shot. But I remember my old man ordered, I don't remember what he ordered, but it was some some weird combination that he would always have at home that he always thought was delicious. And I just remember he ordered it, and the waitress came back and she said, Look, uh, the chef won't cook that. And he was like, Look, I'm paying for it. I want it that way. Just bring it out that way. And it was something as simple as like putting, I don't know, some sort of a sauce on a fish or something. Like, very didn't really matter all that much they were doing it on a different part of the menu it wasn't like he was just inventing something to add to the menu And i remember the okay. chef actually just came up and just had absolute shit attack and was just like he was this french dude who was just giving out stink being like i refuse to put those two foods together and losing his mind and i remember sitting there awkwardly at the i'd say i was about 11 just going please just stop kicking off a fuss here and can we just eat our dinner you know i was looking forward to my ribs but i would imagine that chef is pretty shit to be honest
1: uh, well, like I was just about to say that that you said but if it's on the menu somewhere and it's not really a big issue like you said if it's maybe a different sauce with something else most fellas will just throw it in a in a sauce bowl and off you go do what you like with it it's, yeah. it's an entirely different story where I've, I've, and I've worked in kitchens where people will ask for something that's not even on the menu then like it's uh, it's up to the front of the house staff then to politely tell them to fuck off because that's exactly what they'll have been told but when somebody asks for something like that, that's there. No one gives a shit. Do what you like. You're paying for it.
0: Exactly.
1: But if it's not on the menu, or if it's not, if it's basically if it's not going to inconvenience the kitchen, nobody's going to care. That kind just of sounds like a knobber, like most well, French
0: people. It actually was quite funny though. It's, it's peak fatness for me with that restaurant though, because we used to go there because I loved their desserts, and so in a two-week holiday, we went there like three or four times because they did amazing desserts. Did they From have? With-
1: um, standard holiday like little plastic penguin
0: dessert no oh, no much better gargantuan sized giant and they do a special every summer so we went there like two different years so like we went there when i was like maybe nine eight or nine and then we went there when i was 11 but the problem was i kind of had forgotten about the place in the two or three years subsequent to going the first time and what i didn't realize was i was such an enthusiastic customer that they put me on a big wall of i'd call it a wall of shame i'm sure they thought it was a wall of fame and so there was me with ice cream all over my face, photographed with my sparklers coming out of the ice cream. Delighted. You know yourself, yes, just, just yes. peak fatness. And so um, I just remember I was walking down the strip with my parents and it was like the evening time and we, we just had forgotten about the restaurant. The next thing all we heard was this, out of this English accent, this woman shouting, chocolate fudge Sunday boy, chocolate fudge Sunday boy, you're back, wow. you're back. <laughs> And so we look up and we see this woman who was very friendly the first holiday round. And I realised, she was like, we've been waiting for you to come back. We've done a better dessert. We bigged it up. It's even better. <laughs> that was, oh, needless to say, I was very enthusiastic. But uh, I mean... I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to call you chocolate for Sunday Boy from now on. It's fair. It's fair. That uh, is great. Now That's I'm fantastic. known in Spain, majority parts of Spain. But um, yeah, it's it's one of those peak embarrassing moments where, you know... You kind of question yourself at that point, even at the age of 11, you go, maybe I was overly enthusiastic about the dessert. Maybe.
1: They do sound quite excited. That's class.
0: Yeah. I wish I had the picture now I'd share it, but uh, sadly it's, it's somewhere in the ether in Spain, probably on some closed-end restaurants wall. Never do too- you uh,
1: remember the name of the restaurant?
0: No, it had a French name and it had a little red fence around it and it was kind of just off the, the main street of some part of Mallorca. That's the vague description I can give. That's, there you go,
1: listeners. If anyone's been to Mallorca or knows Shane's uh, place of infamy, let us know what the name was. I'll track down the owners and get that picture up.
0: Yeah, it'd be top notch. Anyway. By
1: the sounds of it, with their excitement, even if they did close down that, that, that picture probably went in like a golden lockbox.
0: I think they treasured it, to be honest. I think they were very happy. But um, you know, good ice cream, good memories. I can't complain. Anyway, look, well, we move on to this week's topic. Since we, yeah, you know, this this is actually the the most pre pre topic chat we've had in a long time. It was needed. Get some good fudge Sunday stories going. But fudge listeners, fudge we're talking through hidden calorie foods, high calorie foods. We didn't really know where to put the topic as a, in terms of a title, but somewhere along those lines. Um, so. First one I want to say, Jim, and it's, it's one that I know you're a fan of them, but say in terms of like your high calorie food that everyone claims is healthy, protein bears. So I just... I'm going to stop you before we even start this
1: topic now, because there's a huge difference between high calorie and healthy. You can have, you can have massively high calorie food that's very healthy.
0: And on the flip side, you can have moderate calorie food that's extremely unhealthy. Bang on. But this was my exact point. These protein bars aren't really that healthy. As in, like, if you're talking in terms of it's great that they're high protein, but like, I'm not talking now, I'm, I'm not talking your fulfill bars that you live and die for. I'm talking like a Mars bar with high protein. There's nothing healthy about a Mars bar with high protein. It's just a high protein Mars bar. It's probably a little higher calorie than a regular Mars bar. It's not the same calories. And it's great. It's got protein in it. But, like, for someone who's on a diet and they see, oh, it's high protein, that means I'm automatically going to reach for that. Like, you're just you're fooling yourself into thinking You might as well just have the Mars bear.
1: Okay, I get you. Um, yeah, I, I've never had one of those Mars bear protein bears or any of those kind of ones, so I don't know.
0: I'm pretty sure like, calorie-wise they're in and around the same. And fair enough, 20 grams of protein. If, like, protein is a real I don't goal of yours in terms of that, like, fair enough but i'm just talking like this is the mistake people make between like they think like oh i'm eating a high protein bar therefore i'm eating healthy therefore i'm eating you know i'm gonna lose weight versus really it's there's a certain amount of calories in that bar it still is a processed chocolate bar in some way or another with added protein so you know you you need to consider your options here
1: okay yeah that's yeah that's a strange one um i I suppose yeah taking it from that point of view of how easily misconstrued it could be if you're somebody who doesn't kind of actually look at what's in it and just sees the high protein and think oh that must be good for me then i could, I could definitely see why um basically yeah that, that would be a big slip up
0: it's a trend though and it's actually it's one of the things that it's a mistake but there, all the time and it's one i've made where you think you're being healthy and you think because of the marketing campaign behind the food and behind you know all this stuff you think you're going for the healthy option when really it's a lot higher calorie than you'd expect. And if you don't look, you're not going to know. And it's also, it's under the mask of a health food, like a protein bar, which are great for their purpose. And, you know, you can get good ones like the Fulfill or the All Real Bars or all that kind of thing. But, you know, you also have these kind of ones that are masquerading, that really are M&Ms just wanting their, their piece of the pie and going, yeah, we have a high protein bar here. Why don't all you health nuts get on it? And really, it's, it's not the best. I'm going to call a spade a spade here. No, they
1: are obviously really popular because I've seen, pretty much every kind of bear imaginable now that i would have thought oh that's a nice bear i've seen them out yeah like you just said bears bear snickers m&m even moro which is like one of my favorite bears ever they have a version of it i'm sure i'm sure most of them do whether they're available in ireland or not is a different story but uh see like yeah you have to look at it i suppose we have to look at it from two different perspectives of if you're one of those people who isn't really mad keen on tracking calories or what's in them you just get kind of sidetracked by the the, the thought that it's a health food and it's that's really bad but if you're somebody who does and you know what's in it and why you're buying it you just i don't know you just want something like a sweet treat with a decent bit of protein in it then i think you're
0: great why not yeah see I, I think where people actually get caught with these types of things is when they're eating on the fly you know like they they're, they don't have a planned day they're in a rush they're running late they stop off at the garage they're like okay i need to get some kind of a hodgepodge of lunch together that's going to do the job because i haven't had a chance to cook and so they're looking they might get a salad bowl made up they might get you know a pre-made sandwich there's calories on it and then they're like oh for effect i'll get a, a protein bar and it's like it seems like you know I've gotten a chicken stuffing sandwich, I've gotten a protein bar, I have some sort of a drink, all this together makes some kind of a meal. And the problem is, if you break that down, you know that, that sandwich could be, what, 500 calories, 480, thereabouts, for your average chicken stuffing sandwich in a garage. Then you've got your bar, which is another maybe, I don't know, call it 200 calories. I mean, it's a decent lunch, but is it probably what you would have had at home? Probably not. I mean, my average lunch is between like 400, 550 calories most days. And that's aimed at eating the deficit. So like the problem is you think you're making these healthy choices, but you don't realize that high protein doesn't mean low calorie and it also doesn't mean necessarily healthy. And so you need to kind of consider all these things when you're making these choices. Yeah.
1: I, 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 I would definitely agree in, in so far as if you really want the mares bear, eat the mares bear. Don't 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 get the protein mars because you think it's healthier and you it, it's not the same. Now I haven't even tasted, it, but I can tell you it's not. None of those bears are as close as they can come. They're they're just not. It's impossible. There's a reason there's so much sugar in it. Like that's probably where the taste comes from. Uh, like, I suppose to put that in perspective, though, while you were yeah, running away there, I, I went and checked because you know I'm very diligent like that. Yeah. So with the Mar with a mars bear. This is fifty seven grams. Is that the standard size of a chocolate bear these days? Fifty seven grams.
0: Thought they'd be like hundred and ten, no, or maybe seventy or oh, 80. no with a mars bar. A mars bar is quite small.
1: Yeah, they are small. So but but anyway, basically look, it's the same weight for both, so it doesn't matter. Uh this this standard fifty seven gram Mars bear, your generic buy in the shop one, it's two hundred and forty four calories. And that's made up of, it's 37.6 grams of carbs, 9.1 grams of fat, and 1.9 grams of protein, which obviously is heavily carb-sided and quite a lot of fat for the size of the bear. Whereas on the flip side, calorie-wise, not a massive difference. The the Mars Bear protein bear has 200 calories, so there's only 44 in difference. Now, if you're somebody who kind of measures yourself to the T every day, maybe that 44 makes a big difference to you. It doesn't, because even over the course of 10 days, that's only 400. But anyway, that's besides the point. So not a huge difference in the calories. But in the makeup of the bear, it's only 22 grams of carbs. So you're 15 grams of carbs less. It's 4.6 grams of fat, which is literally just under half. and it's 19 grams of protein. So it's 19. It's, well, what is it? It's 1.9. So yeah, it's like nine and a bit times
0: the amount of protein in it so personally, we're talking quite a decent fix in comparison to mars bar but it depends if, on what you're eating it for
1: yeah exactly so if, if you're eating it because you want to hit that sweet spot uh you're 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 still winning either way but you you would need to kind of either really like them and that's that's you're not going to basically you don't want to find yourself in the position where you eat that high protein mars bar and then afterwards think, oh, that wasn't like a real Mars bear. I still love a real Mars bear. Because then all of a sudden you're going to, you're, you're just going to probably buy one or get one. Or you're going to be thinking about it and the next time you will. So unless you really like the taste of them, I wouldn't bother. So on the flip side, if you're somebody who's eating it because you want to, you're falling down on your protein intake and you want to up that, as well as there is obviously a sweet taste off it, then fair enough. But it's, it's, it's if it's down to taste, just go and buy the mars bar yes it's not particularly healthy but for the
0: f- sake of 44 calories who gives a shit from my perspective if you're reaching for the mars bar generally you just want that that sweet treat you know a nice nice break just just literally go for the nice bar over the oh i'm gonna eat the healthy one that probably won't taste as nice and i'm still gonna be craving the you know the regular mars bar you no i and
1: absolutely and to be fair most of the protein bears i will say that i have eaten don't taste nice compared to a chocolate bear they just don't there is there is very little comparisons my favorite one as you know is the hazelnut whip my fulfill bear i just i love the taste of it i genuinely like the taste of it compared to most chocolate bears and just on the added added bonus side it has a lot of protein in it not so much fat not so much sugar not so much whatever Still quite high calorie. Still, you're still talking over. I think it's about two six, two hundred seven calories a bear. So again, not that different to a chocolate bear. Really, very similar. But that's what I like. So that's what I eat. Saying that, I, I honestly, I'd say I haven't had one in weeks. I just too busy eating biscuits. For same. anyone, for anyone, who looks a good deal, super value. Having you know, already, um, your parents would always buy tins of biscuits at christmas right generally they're old people biscuits they're not great they're like sharp just entire shortbreads or they're a mixture of weird cheap chocolate biscuits at the moment in super value the cadbury selection box of biscuits which has like oreos and chocolate fingers in it is half price four euros for a box of
0: biscuits i mean sounds quite good to be fair it is, well, and
1: then I'll put into I'll put this into perspective because in, in this house this happens quite a lot because people are idiots. So the, I I I said right I'll buy that, so got that, and then someone else bought these um, hobnob tins, right? So hobnob chocolate you know chocolate covered hobnobs. Yeah. Okay biscuit whatever. So old. they have a tins. They what? They're a bit oaty for a digest- they are a bit oaty, but I do like I like I actually like that. But they have a tin version now. So obviously
0: appealing to the fatties out there. But I it, know so,
1: It's just no, a no.
0: Smaller biscuit. It's it's just no
1: nah. That's exactly that. So I I'll just just to point it out to people, right? So you get I don't know, your tin is like I don't know, there's thirty odd calories in it. It's incredibly thin. Incredibly thin. Obviously, they do a great job on sticking to the name because they are very thin, the, the flip side, and it was put uh, in layman's terms, then you just need twice as many of them. And that's exactly what you people will end up doing. And then I thought, geez, I wonder actually, so if, if you take a hundred grams of those hobnob tins, or a random selection of hundred grams of those Oreo Cadbury mix, exact same calories. I
0: mean, so there you go. So right
1: there you go. So somebody thinking, oh, I've had three tins tins whatever the fuck as opposed to two biscuits same difference you just maybe you feel better about yourself maybe it's better because somebody sees you're reaching for a tin but no difference don't waste your money on them if you want a biscuit buy some proper biscuits
0: but see you need a proper biscuit especially if you're dunking it in a cup of tea oh. if you're talking about those tins, like they're, they're going to disintegrate fast you're not going to get the same enjoyment out of it i mean like you really need to consider your options here and just just bin them and just, you're better off to have just two nice digestives or Brendan's Cadbury Selection. Uh, use code FATPRICK for 20% off in your local super value. 25%. Oh, my apologies.
1: Now no, seriously, it's a banging offer, four euros. Quite
0: good. Quite good, to be fair. Uh, I, won't be, I won't be partaking at least until like Christmas week, so I'll probably miss out. But, um, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll just stick to my regular biscuits. See, biscuit-wise at the moment now, I'm, I'm all about the biscuit bar. It's like a nice purple snack. Like that, there's, there's no messing around with a purple snack. It's, it's decent enough on the calories. It's, it's one packaged item. So when you take one, it's not like you're opening the packet and it's a free-for-all and there's loads there. You're just having the one. And so it, it kills that biscuit you know craving without necessarily needing you know, half a pack of biscuits. So that, for me, is my win at the moment. That's where I'm leaning. Good. Thank yeah, exactly. Now that's all on the biscuit bar, protein bar, so next one's got me, and you probably have seen this a thousand times. It was news to me. So the calories on pasta packets in shops, some have the dry ingredient, great, and it's dry weight, and that's when you think, Oh, great calories, you know, you know exactly what you're getting. Then you cook it. But some, like most of the pastas in Aldi, where I would generally buy my pasta show the cooked weight calories instead of the dry weight. And so what you're going to have is really, if you, what's the best way to put it? So say they're going to give you the calories for, like there or thereabouts, now the maths isn't exact, but pretty much half of what you think you're getting. So say when you usually would have 100 grams of dry pasta or 75 grams, you need to double what the calories are in terms of on the back of the packet per 100 grams or whatever. There or thereabouts, so the internet tells me. it's uh, Wait,
1: are you saying... If you hang on, no, I want to get this right. If you're okay. saying let's just say 100 grams of pasta equals 100, 100 calories, which I know it doesn't,
0: but let's just say that.
1: Okay. And then you cook it, you're saying you should double the calories.
0: Double the weight is what the internet told me.
1: Right, but obviously, the the way say my fitness pal works is weight. It's 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 per hundred grams of whatever.
0: Basically, so what I'm saying, because I'm I'm awful at explaining this, but say you're going to be way off on the calories here and my, my past maths junior past maths is getting me here essentially check the weights properly because you're going to end up with way more calories than you think you're getting is what i'm saying so check it properly okay now i'm just
1: gonna i'm just gonna rewind on what you said right because if people mis misunderstood that don't double the weight of cooked pasta
0: versus dry pasta I wasn't saying double the
1: weight. I'm after confusing myself. Well, actually, you said the weight, not the calories. So make up your mind now. Basically, I'll just overrule you here and say, don't double anything. Because for pasta, as most people will know, you boil it in water. And what happens is it absorbs that water. So the weight goes up, but the calories don't. Now saying that, it does change. Cooking food changes its makeup. But
0: don't as uh, standard. Uh, See, drugs. this is what don't I meant. So the weight. calories on the packet relative to the weight, like, so say, if it's 100 grams of cooked pasta, that in terms of dry pasta would be less dry pasta than that weight. Do you know what, do you get what I'm saying? Slow down there, Hawking. You're, you're after
1: confusing me now. Oh my gosh! We're, we're going to move on here because this <laughs> is very cool. People, people, if it says dry on the packet, weigh it dry. If it says cooked on the packet, packet we had cooked bearing in mind that if a packet says this is the cooked um, figures like nutrition figures they will work that out based off their cooking instructions so if pasta says boil this in water for eight minutes that will assume that you boiled it in water not in duck fat obviously yeah so just stick stick to whatever it says and most most food it'll be dry weight
0: but what I'm saying is deceivingly, you, you look and you say, all right, you have a packet of pasta from Aldi and it says 100 grams is 179 calories. But that's what they're not, like what it says on the packet and what you'll see in the really fine print is it's actually, it's 100 grams cooked as opposed to uncooked. So if you weighed out 100, if you weigh out 100 grams cooked or sorry, uncooked, then you're, you're going to be, you know, the calories are going to be a lot more than you think you're getting. So you'll be saying, all right, you put it into my fitness pal, 100 grams, 179 calories. Great, but really, you'll have gotten you know 200 nod calories there, thereabouts is what well, you'll have eaten. So, yeah, watch it, it's dangerous. Sorry mm-hmm. about my awful math skills, I will write That's it down. Terribly
1: down. explained, you should come back is, next week yeah. with a more concise version of that.
0: See, it only it only came up last week, and I actually just had it in the back. <laughs> the I, was like, I need to talk about the pasta again, <laughs> because it got me. You know, I weighed out my rigatoni, I was thinking the rigatoni is top notch pasta. And it's great in the calories. And I was, got, I was going to recommend it to the fans. And then, as it turns out, when I figured out uh, the actual maths, and I, I did it properly on a calculator, I was eating a lot more calories than I, than I thought I was getting. And I was very disappointed to find out I'd gone over instead of my aimed calories for the day. So, yeah, it wasn't a good day, to say the least. Now, you take, you can take the next one, Brendan. On. Hit us with some hidden calories before you undercut all of my points. Wanker. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you okay, what you did we, to you there, you confused me even more with your facial expressions to the point where I doubted myself, and then I <laughs> doubling back.
1: For for, for people, people who just for reference, because people can't see us, while Shane was terribly explaining that, I literally had my hands on my head going, "What is he talking about?" Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'll I'll we'll move swiftly on. Um, I, I, I suppose it kind of it, it links in what you said actually about cooking. Cooking methods obviously make a huge difference. Um, and there's where a lot of hidden calories coming in, cooking fats, uh, olive oil, butter, even low-cal oils. All this kind of bollocks um, adds up really quickly. And you'd be very surprised if, if you, if you're a splash here and there kind of person, or a sprinkler of this and that. I think you'd, you'd shock yourself if you go and not with a, not with an actual, and as well not with a spoon from your drawer. Do you use to eat cereal? If you've got a tablespoon measure and measure a tablespoon of say olive oil versus what you might think in your head if as you're pouring out a bottle, huge difference. There is massive I'd say there's there's massive amounts of calories I get just entirely disregarded by what people use to cook. There's simple ways around it. Grill food. I love I grill most of my food. Not well, I won't say most. Actually I would say most. Double edged sword. It's grilled, it's slightly better, fat will drain off it. You don't have to use any added fats. And you can Generally, kind of leave it for a while and not burn the house down or burn a pan. But they're, yeah, the likes of olive oil, vegetable oil, uh, what else do people use? Butter, as strange as it sounds, I still put butter, like fried mushrooms, all that kind of stuff. But um, for those things, those calorie sprays are great. If you have a good nonstick pan, which is key, this is my top tip of the week. Invest in a good nonstick pan, a good Teflon pan, because the majority of time, especially cooking meats, maybe not the leaner ones, but say steak, you won't even need to add oil. Literally. A good nonstick pan will take care of There's there's enough fat in the meat. You don't need to add any.
0: What what like do you cook it on a lower heat then? Because like I No
1: Oh Jesus, never cook steak on a low heat. You're just stewing it. You might as well buy the cheapest piece of steak in the shop serious it but th- th- that's what i mean uh, and you like i don't know where, where people buy pans uh generally the range or wherever home store or, or even go home store or even go to tesco is it? but you you obviously you'll see tesco brand frying pan 15 euros t pan non-stick all these mad techno things on the label 75 euros seems outrageous but there's such a difference there's a reason for that like and it, it pains me because the typical old Irish people will do they'll, they'll they'll spend good money on a pan and then destroy it, leaving it soak in sinks and they get, it gets a bit charred and they put, put washing up liquid and then put it back on the ring. Oh, good Lord. All they're, doing is take, all they're doing is take it off the coating that keeps it nonstick so that's the top tip is invest in a good nonstick pan and
0: then how do you clean your your non pan then Brendan? go on, you need to explain oh you,
1: you can clean it as normal most of them are designed to be wipe clean obviously that's not very hygienic right so you clean them as normal but don't soak them hot soapy water boiling water
0: for the people just, who leave their dishes in the sink for years stop. Oh, in that oh, pan and then abs- leave it in. Absolute animals.
1: I I do that. I'll i leave a plate. Well I'll clean the pan straight away. No, I don't, actually that's a lie, I clean as I go. But clean the pan, don't leave it soaking the sink. Don't put it back on the ring. Don't do any of that stuff. If you bought a shitty old pan, do whatever you want with it. But if you're after, if you're if you're gonna invest in a decent pan, don't ruin it by boiling it and washing Mr. and fairy or something. Just because it's got a little bit burnt. But it to come back to the original point. You won't even need to use the likes of olive oil or half as much. I see it all the time. People using shit pans and then they absolutely drown them in olive oil or vegetable oil to fry something. Fry techs. I've seen people using fry techs because essentially what happens is once the, the coating goes, things will stick to it. And a great way of getting stuff not to stick is by adding more fat. But obviously then, like you're eating a lot of that. It's so very cool.
0: Yeah, see, this is the mistake people make. They don't, they don't add in these things. The other thing I'd say is sauces. You know, people people just seem to think sauces are free, and they're not. You know, like if if you're looking at all right, take take your standard, you know, I don't know, turkey sausage sandwich or something. You know, real basic. Like if you're going to have ketchup on that, you need to be counting the ketchup somewhat because most people have a fair whack of ketchup with their food, and like they just think, oh, ketchup's ketchup. It's grand. But like you, you might be adding an extra, you know, 30 to 60 calories there, thereabouts, you know, over the course of a week, maybe it doesn't do that much damage. But if you're doing it every day and you're kind of eating the same foods over and over, like it, all, it is all going to add up. And it's just something you can easily just measure and go, okay, that's enough. And you're sorted. Just, just have it accounted for. And it'll make a huge amount of difference because people don't realize that, or you know, people choose not to realize that these things do have calories in them too. And it's, it's gonna, it's gonna oh, have yeah. an impact over time.
1: There is a lot of ignorance there with those things. They're, they're the people that did say, let's say somebody's asked you to track your calories and you don't bother logging those kind of things. And all of a sudden you're not losing weight and you're wondering why. Oh, I'm in a calorie deficit. Actually, you're not because the ketchup you used on your breakfast sandwich costed 50 calories. The mayo you put in your sandwich at lunch was another 75. Then whatever sauce you put on dinner that you didn't count for was another 70. And all of a sudden there's two or 300 in the day which is your marriage bar that you had after tea or you didn't have but what i will say with that stuff is there's fantastic alternatives now i mean fantastic don't years ago it was awful there was this remember this company called walden farms
0: yeah they're still gone still
1: honest to god they were dire i just i couldn't abide by them i tried a lot of them terrible but now you can get light mayo say
0: Lighter you can also than
1: get than get lighter than light mayo. It's like, and to be honest, you know, when you say they don't make a difference, when you're talking about this kind of stuff in a sandwich, it honestly doesn't. I think that lighter than light mayo is something like seven calories for 15 grams. Something outrageous. It and different. to be honest, I I think it tastes the same. The texture is the same. I don't notice. I don't use a lot of mayo and stuff. Here, so I don't know the difference. Ketchup, there's that reduced sugar. Heinz ketchup. Reduced it's sugar, good. obviously, is reduced the calories. Again, it's 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 down to such a minimal level that putting it on a sandwich isn't going to break the bank for you and again i don't taste a whole pile of difference i know there are people out there listening that say no nope, it's not the same it's not the same thing well i don't maybe it's not and obviously it's not but i don't i don't see any difference in it unless you're a person who eats mayo by the spoon on its own maybe then you notice the
0: difference tell you it's these it's these small trade-offs make such a difference especially when you're like if you're someone trying to lose weight as opposed to you know if you're, if you're just someone kind of living living a regular life maybe you can stand to to you know be all right with that kind of stuff but you know we're, we're aiming this at the people who are on the uh, weight loss journey uh big one for me which i find beneficial other than the fact that apparently it's it's the more authentic way to cook it. but say if you're a fan of a, a nice carbonara you know you don't need to be putting in a bottle of cream into that just mix some there is it, no cream carbonara. Amazon. yeah but Everyone else, every restaurant in Cork, and except the Italian places, and most people think it needs a bit of cream or like a creamy, like Dalmio sauce. No, none of that. Egg yolks, 20 grams of parmesan, mix them together, you get a nice sauce. Fry off some pancetta, put in the pasta, mix it all together. You get an absolutely amazing pasta. Way better than sauce, good in the calories. That's what I'll say. Le-,
1: Le Chef, breaking it down here. Yeah, just uh, a cream, cream, cream,
0: cream in them. Um Cream and
1: carbonara is a really like American European thing. People people like that creamy texture, so people start adding cream to it. Horrendous, get out! It's not. Oh, you'd be surprised the amount of. I suppose it's like that for every kind of cultures food in a way. Like if you go to Italy and have pasta, it's just not even comparable to the shit you get served in a restaurant here. But to be honest, most of the restaurants here, in Leicester are of really high quality, it's it's down to cost as well cream is cheap and you can really bang in a lot of yeah basically you're eating cream cream and pasta with some random flavour in it um, but yeah I'd, I'd highly recommend that version and it's really easy like you know don't stomach scramble legs out the people it's very easy to scramble it
0: that's I, I always throw it. I either just take it off the heat or put on a very low heat and just mix it in over a few minutes Making sure That's it's exactly. still like on a hot ring, but like, you know, it's it's still getting that heat, but it's not like scrambling. It's
1: the key. I'll put it this way. When I make it, I don't even put it back on. I just, as soon as the, the pasta comes out, it's hot enough to cook the egg. So just bang it in, mix it up. People in Ireland will get, will have panic attacks now because they'll think they're all oh, eating raw egg.
0: Oh my God. no, oh, forget it. Just eat it it's so much Why is nice that fear ingrained into us though like i'm always fearing that food is too raw or that even if it's you know not gone off the use by date that for some reason it's probably gone off like it's just it's so people, much just get ca-
1: people are just so worried i think that
0: you you, you kind of
1: overrule yourself like like i suppose you want to know what you're doing do it, it can be quite dangerous i will say that it, but generally all... the look of food uh the the look and, and the smell of food should tell you everything you need to know before you have to go look at the dates. Like obviously if you open a packet of chicken and it stinks and it's greasy, it's oily, you don't need to go look at the date to tell you that that's that gone off or it's it's passed. On the flip side, if you buy chicken and it says well, over today, the twenty ninth and it's absolutely perfect and you open it, then go ahead and
0: but we're not like, responsible if you do end up with food poisoning. I'm just going to say that now. As my it's people... well cooked, yeah. <laughs>
1: no, there is. There, there's a lot of that stuff. It's like the egg thing. I, I, there's people who lose their minds. Same with scrambled eggs. I see people, the majority of people yeah. in Ireland eat scrambled plastic. It's disgusting. It's like something you'd buy in a joke shop. Honest
0: to go ahead. On scrambled eggs. People who make it in the microwave. That's, yeah. that's what gets me. Sick Bastards. Straight That's on the enough. list of it. straight on the offender's list, straight on it, hands down I actually what, uh, what this reminded me of with the gone off foods thing is, um when I used to live at home, whenever you know there'd be like yogurt and stuff in the fridge that needed to be used or that was already gone off that my dad would questionably not tell anyone about, he would make smoothies, and so he'd be like, "Oh, you'd come in and say, "Oh, you want a smoothie?" and really he'd have just used all of the yogurt that Excellent. went on yesterday and just risk your health, and just say, you know what, you might get the shits, you might be fine, but I'm going to chance it anyway, because I don't want the yogurt to go in the bin, and that was the Shawnee special. And Excellent, he's dead right. Disgusting, to say the least, but uh, man could never make a smoothie, but decent chef overall, we'll give him credit where credit's due.
1: He, he had the right idea, maybe maybe the execution let him down, maybe he didn't mask those disgusting flavours enough, but Jay's yeah, right there, get it in there.
0: See, he was a big my fan.
1: Dad, my dad just always say, like, to, to the extreme point, I suppose, that's, from that generation of growing up maybe without the luxury of throwing food out or like going hungry but uh, you used to always just say those dates are only guidelines you take some out of the cupboard four years gone off that's only a guideline they're tinned okay. foods they're designed to, they're designed to be used through wars <laughs> you know what that kind of thing's like but that's <laughs> what i mean but at the, the same ball. time you can op- you could open some of that stuff and it might be fine just rely on your instinct a bit like Somewhere. the old, hunt, old hunter-gatherer thing of like, picking food off the ground in the forest, foraging.
0: Generally, you can tell. Like, generally, you know, if you open a pack of sausages and it, it kind of smells a bit off, you can kind of go, you know, I'm going to leave that go, even if there is another day in it or today is the last day I should be using it. Sometimes they just go it, off. It's like
1: that thing of, you know, and I see people and they're sticking their nose right into food and they're asking other people, does that smell off to you? If something is off, you don't need to stick your nose straight into it to, to, to tell. You'll smell it when you open it. Don't get carried away. Same like bits of mould on bread. Just pick it off. It's, it's fine. It's not going to kill you. Like, in fact...
0: No, it, it no, I, I don't agree with this. No, I don't agree with that message. Bin that, bin that slice pan straight no. away. Don't be cutting around it.
1: I have seen no. people see one slice at the top of, you know, a full slice pan and the, the slice at the top has a, a, a piece of mould and honest to God, it's like the tip of a pen on the crust. The whole, the whole slice pan gone. And then the, the I suppose, I don't know what you call me, I, I make them take it back out of the bin just to show them that the other 99% of the slice of the bread is fine. No, won't touch it.
0: That's fair. But like, if we're talking, if you have a slice that has mold on it, don't be just cutting off that corner and eating the rest. Like at least bin that slice, please, for, for my sanity. No. Don't,
1: don't be doing that. If, if, there, if there's a tiny dot of mold, just cut it off.
0: Do you ever have that when you're younger and you know you' you'd make a lunch for school and you'd be heading in you know you've the old ham sandwich and you get in there and you're just about to tuck in and then you realize there's an old nice small bit of blue mold just sitting right in the middle of the bread and you're like, "Oh, I didn't notice that when I made it and now you've uh i suppose need sandwich yeah I,
1: there there's also different stages of mold, which I'm quite good at recognizing, so I suppose it's it's easy for me to say, oh that's not that's just gone obviously if you open it if you open a loaf of bread and there's this monster blue lagoon type mould on it maybe throw it out but if you're, if there's a little tiny patch of non-fuzzy mould get into it penicillin
0: don't stand by that message <sighs> I mean, just say it now. now
1: oh I just thought of another uh, hidden calorie not so much but um, milks and yoghurt dairy basically uh, cheese there's huge amounts of calories in cheese and even the low you know low low cheese I quite like that has a nice mixed bag of sugar. Even that's quite high still, but you you will definitely make. I think non non differential savings on the likes of milk. I always buy the semi skimmed. Is it semi skimmed? The pink milk.
0: I just buy light milk. Oh, Whatever it is, you just have it in tea, so it doesn't make an offer. I,
1: exactly, coffee and tea makes no difference to me. It's or it's going in a shake or it's going in a mixture for something. You, I, I, I challenge people to. Spot the difference. Yeah,
0: generally taste-wise, it's. Effective. But again,
1: if you're um, if you're only having a drop of milk in tea, using full fat versus skimmed or light isn't going to make a huge difference either. But if you're eating, if you're drinking a good amount of it, it all adds up.
0: Yeah, and one last one. Not all foods are equal. And I think this is a mistake people make where they think like, you know, take, take one brand of black pudding versus another and say, someone just thinks, oh, you know, 25 grams of black pudding has this many calories. They don't all have the same calories. They're all made differently. There's all different levels of everything in them. So like I made this mistake the last day where usually I'd buy a nice, nice black pudding in Super Valley or somewhere like that, you know, could get now. Out- That's like guilty. Guilty black pudding, something like that. I'm, I'm not picky, but you know, a nice thick black pudding, nice taste. That's not
1: healthy. <laughs> that's that mushy stuff.
0: But see, the thing is, I went into Aldi and I was like, oh, that's like two year old cheaper. I'm going to get their pudding way higher in calorie, calories. I was very disappointed. Very disappointed. I just didn't need it.
1: Okay. Well, anyway. I'll boil this down for you really simply. Good knowledge of this too. The reason it is, is because generally the fatty stuff in it is cheaper than, than the whole ingredient. That's why it's that's why it's cheaper.
0: That's why there's more calories in that. And so don't be making that mistake. Don't be thinking just putting in, oh, black pudding, that's the same calories. It's not. You're
1: that's you're right there. You're absolutely right. And to be honest, that's that's applicable to most processed food. When you're talking about lean meats or or joints or meat or fish or whatever it may be, they won't all be the same, but they won't be massively different unless you obviously there's a big difference between a lean piece of say fillet beef and uh really fatty ribeye then there's big differences but yeah. in general processed food because people are adding stuff to it generally the additives they use that will be cheaper will be less um, kind to your calorie balance that kind of stuff that's why so just be careful to process stuff and I try you stay to stay away from processed food thing. anyway
0: but even on that note like something like mince like I, I know a lot of people will buy mince meat and they'll just think it's all the same be like look whether it's super value Aldi and in general they will be the same but you need to look at the percentage there so like you can have the there, 4% mince, which is way lower calorie than like the higher 12% mince. And that, that's what you need to be keeping an eye on. There is on
1: the perfect example of calorie versus cost. You can buy your kilo of 20% fat mince for probably, I don't know what is it, 3 euro, 3.50, but a kilo of the 4% or low fat mince will be twice as, if not more expensive because there's less fat. There's more meat in it. Do
0: you know? Funny enough, they're actually they're not that much of a difference in cost. I mean, like I said, yeah. like euro. So depending on obviously what that euro means to you, uh, fair enough. But in general, you can usually get a good deal in your Aldi's or your Super Values. On but the,
1: a, but a, but a euro on on
0: what size? Like I'm pretty sure it's the 800 gram, say 12% versus the 800 gram 4%. There's something like 120 of a difference in Aldi, if I am recalling correctly. They are their bouts, So, I mean, it's not a massive difference to the point where you're, you know, you're breaking the bank to buy the leaner stuff. But I mean, you know, make the choice yourself. It's it's all dependent on your own, what you're willing to spend.
1: Mm, I don't agree with you there, no.
0: I, I'm you, talking just looking in the shop. Like, I'm not saying every shop is that way, but when I go into my Aldi, that's the way it is. There's not a massive difference in the minces in terms of, say, cost. I know what you're saying, and like, Fair enough, maybe it's for the kilo packet. There's a bit of a more significant than the, you know, 700 gram or whatever it is. But in general, like you're not going to be paying massive cost to go for the leaner option. Like on mints anyway. And if, if if I'm going to some crazy Aldi, then I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's most of the Aldi. I might
1: have to start going to your Aldi, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's a, go to Bishopstown Aldi, Balancholic Aldi, general Aldis I tend to shop in. Yeah, that's okay. it. Okay.
1: Interesting. Yeah, but yeah, you're right. Either way, it's, it's, worth, it's worth people checking it, in other words, because it, it can be different too. And obviously, it, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out that 4% uh, fat mints has a lot less than 20%. So, you know, be clever too. Like. Can you get then it? again, though, a lot of people are constrained by budget that way. So go find Shane's Aldi if you're
0: uh, pinching the pennies. I'm just going to tell you, it's not a magic Aldi. It's just your standard Aldi. But I also... They don't have 20% mince-like, so that's probably why there's not a... Who don't? Aldi don't. They, they, I think there's like... Yeah, three absolutely do. There's, no. Oh, sorry, it's 18%. I've never even seen that. They must, that must sell out a lot faster by the time I get there on a Monday evening. It's usually, it does,
1: because it's a lot cheaper.
0: Evidently, clearly. <laughs> You're missing the boat. 20%, really? Yeah. Do you buy twenty that? twenty and down. No, I do my whole. I was going to say, that sounds sounds absolutely disgustingly fatty wouldn't be that keen i will say the lean stuff isn't quite as nice though you know sometimes you can find that middle ground but like the eight percent is you know still okay on calories and decent tasting so it's all down to your preference but if nope, you're d- healthy chili the four percent does well, well
1: for, yeah to be honest anything under five percent is great Especially if you drain it off afterwards because a lot of it's water. But uh, yeah, man, I don't know. I, I can't agree with your point there. I can't find the Irish one, but just as an example, the the, the exact same mince in Aldi, you no know, it's in pounds because I can't find on the Irish website. Great. So the 20% mince is 2.98 per kilo, and the 5% lean mince is 5.18 per kilo. So it's it's almost double, or just under double, the price.
0: Yeah, and you're talking the two extreme sides of the scale. I wasn't really talking the extreme sides of the scale, but fair enough. I'm I'm not going to argue this one. You won't because you right. yeah. no would be wrong. What? There is no food wrong when you're talking good. about twenty percent mince. Yeah, it's big difference, but, but I, that's
1: but that's exa- but honestly, the twenty percent minces, is especially families or especially people who are conscious of mine, That's the first thing you're going to buy because it's mince. They just see mince
0: and they see the cheapest one. So you, you got to watch this stuff, people. Also, clearly, you're all getting there first because them, them, I genuinely thought 12 was like the highest. I've never seen 18 or 20 in the shop since I've been doing my own shopping for however many years. But I'm usually just keeping an eye out for the L 4%. I'm going to be honest. That's, that's my aim. It's always the aim. Yeah. Somewhere oh. in the middle ground. Well, this has been quite the embarrassment of a podcast for me. Clearly I need to get more sleep, get a bit more brain power because smart over here is just constantly undercutting every point I have to make. Well so, I don't want people I don't want people
1: leaving with the incorrect facts.
0: Yeah. As as Brendan said, apologies for any incorrect facts or badly displayed mathematic equations <laughs> today. <laughs> Not my day, man. Not my day at all. Fuck it. Shane's going off now to do an exploratory trip to LD. <laughs> I am, and there'll be no 20% mints. There'll be like 12, there's going to be eight, there'll be four. I'm not going to see any of this 20 So So uh, clearly, I'm going to have to just change my shopping time if I want the really, really fatty mints. Uh,
1: you'll be queuing up now on Thursday mornings for, with all the oldies to get the, the deals.
0: You know, I will say though, like the way the shopping's going at the moment with this pandemic shite, it's wrecking my head. Like, you know, there's been a few times where I've just wanted to go do the shopping on a Sunday evening, and there's been no chicken. In in Aldi, and there's only like chicken on the bone left, and I just want you know like your standard chicken breast, boneless, tasty, delicious chicken breast, and they don't have any because everyone's taken it all, and it's very yeah. People are people are good. It's it's definitely changed people's shopping habits.
1: People are such panicky if they see like an offer that they usually buy one or two of, they're buying them in their fives and sixes. I don't know why. I don't know why. I don't get it. Head.
0: Anyway. That's it for this week, people. Uh, any requests, as always, send them in our way. We'll drop a question box during the week. Um, we had a few questions in this week. Uh, this was, this topic was one of them. And uh, we will get to the rest in time, uh, you know, as they kind of naturally come up in the podcast. But we do appreciate your feedback. As always, subscribe. Follow us on social media. Uh, Fat Man Talking on Instagram. And the Facebook page is inactive, so I wouldn't bother. But Instagram where it's at. Um, and, yeah, Brendan, any messages for the people before we go? no great stuff. we've we've, cut, we've given them enough uh drivel now for the evening enjoy the week people and thank you for tuning in to fat chats Off Peter in